Hello, and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we ponder the fate of the pinochle table at McSorley's Bar as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. Oh, that table is probably real gross. Um, and <laughs> today we're tackling the 97th episode in the series, Little Sister. I mean, you know, about 15 years after this episode aired, I definitely went to McSorley's Bar and there was no pinochle table, so I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sanitation made them get rid of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was part of the inspection. <laughs> That's a violation for sure. Oh, so what do you think of this one? Um, I love it. I think it's, I, first of all, I hate Holly. Yes, I feel like absolutely. she's like such a, she's such a great foil to Rose. Oh my and, God, um, and the actress plays her to a T, like in just this, like over bubbly, like, can't see it coming kind of evil right it's yeah so she's attractive witty and great fun to be with oh <laughs> hater mopey dopey and full of crap that's what Rose's i think sister. Totally. <laughs> um but yeah i think this is just like a really really great episode and it's so fun to see rose you know in this type of mood um and i think yeah she's she just plays it perfectly and you know the dreyfus thing is like so minimal like it's like so you know not a huge part of the episode but i also do think find that to be very funny as oh well. my god it's so funny and I, you know people may or may not know that i'm not a big dog fan i'm not just like you know it's blasphemy i don't talk about it much but <laughs> the scene skipping all the way to the end of the we used to do this back on the <laughs> i know it's so cute and then when real dreyfus runs over it's very cute it's incredible <laughs> writing it really is and you know that like it makes me happy whenever there are animals because i know betty white's happy you know yeah. like it's it's just the cutest <laughs> yeah it's sweet uh but yeah i mean overall I, I i love this one what do you think oh i i'm same and i think like you know we'll get to it but like holly getting her comeuppance like rose not letting her get away with it at the end and having her whole speech is like just like a perfect speech for all toxic family members and like a really it's just put very succinctly in terms of like what you sometimes need to do to cut people out of your life you know you give them a chance but like you can't you can't just sustain things and you can't change people they have to be willing to change themselves and I think it's really interesting because you know you mentioned like seeing Rose in the state that she's in for like most of this episode she is in a strained state right she's in like serious Rose mode which we don't often see like even the last episode when she was addicted to pills like you you know you didn't even see that right like that's supposed to be ostensibly like a heavier episode but like it's really interesting because she one betty white's an incredible actress and like the range that she has for this character who's often bubbly and naive and give people a chance and like you know where she's like god i hate this woman i mean it's really intense you know and it's so i think it plays really well off of the dorothy and blanche of like what are you talking about she seems lovely right but like Yet again, they don't fucking believe Rose, and it it bites them in the ass. I know, right? And also, like, the evolution of before Holly gets there, and Rose is talking about, like, her flout and all of these things, and she's like, this is a terrible thing to say, but I don't really like her. And then, you know, at the very end, when she's like, I hate her, you're like, you know, when she comes in, she's like, I hate this woman. Like, she kind of, like, gets more comfortable, and I mean, she has to, because Holly's such a D-bag, but, like she gets more comfortable with the fact that she doesn't like her and like you know she has that line where she's like we're sisters but we don't have to be friends and I think that that's also really like first of all it's really important I think people um you know we talk we talked about chosen families versus like birth families and things like that and sometimes like 
you're just not lucky with who you're born into, you know, right. like, and you, you have to find people that love you for who you are and, and that you love and all of that. And so like, I think um, it's lighter here because Holly just sucks. But even, right. you know, if your siblings just suck, like you don't have to be friends with them. Like there's, you know, and I, I think for Rose, who's like, you know, miss like family friendly, you know, Michael Landon type Rose, like to, to get to that, I think is really, um, is really powerful and, and a really just like, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to watch her kind of like internally squirm, but also like really not like Holly and totally see what Holly's doing the whole time. Yes. I mean, I can think of like what comes to mind right now is like even the first, you know, the flashback, the way we met of like how Rose is like so eager to be friends with these people or like when she moves out and before and after and how she's like, you know, the woman literally tells her like we're roommates. We don't have to be friends. Is like putting up those boundaries where like we see Rose not having boundaries and like the importance of family. So to your point to get to the point that she's at is really bad. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. And I mean, that's it, right? Like boundaries. And I think like people have gotten more comfortable, um, using those types of terms you know I, I yes. think it's become more of like mainstream of you being like okay like I have boundaries with my family or with whatever and uh you know some people still don't respect those and it's interesting to see to see Holly just like totally I mean you know she comes and she just she purposefully excludes Rose which is just like out and out mean and it's so frustrating even you know in this short period of time to like see Dorothy and Blanche like refuse to believe Rose because we've been over this and also Rose is the kind of person who doesn't like people for no reason exactly they should actually have a lot more trust in Rose just for that fact alone right (laughs) that this is kind of like like you know not according to her character typically right but um, yeah. yeah Professor Cooper's back. Interesting. I guess he oh, gets some know, rehabilitation. Yeah. Yet again, a lewd oversexed beast with five hands. I mean, yeah. just I like, like him already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that actor Jerry Harden. Um, typecast. I mean, they talk about how he had, yeah, typecast and also like how he must have had some sort of like chemistry with Rue McClanahan, like whatever that sort of like kind of sleazy chemistry is. Um, but he's pretty, you know, he's very well cast in this, in this role. Oh, absolutely. For sure perfect he's perfect and it's yeah it's you kind of almost i don't know he just plays the sleeves really well you almost miss the fact you're like i've seen him before oh right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um but yeah i think just just going back to the point of like rose and and i'm sorry blanche and dorothy not believing rose like i think the only way i excuse it and i've said this before a lot about like sort of blanche and dorothy's interactions throughout the series is that it is realistic that you're going to have the same kind of arguments and, and issues with the, the same people over and over again, right? It's right, just a personality true. thing. So I do think that I give them slightly the benefit of the doubt because they're not like, they're not as asshole-ish as they've been to Rose in the past. Right, yeah. But, you know, but it's like kind of bordering. But yeah, it's one of those things where, and, and, and you know, Holly's pretty subtle. So I think it is pretty interesting. But like, yeah, they really need to trust their friend it's kind of unbelievable so um but yeah so yeah the the the, so let's go to the top of the episode i the left you a note on your bathroom mirror is like (laughs) so cute and like again it's the it's the classic rose moment where like we don't get for the rest of the episode because she's holding so much serious weight but like just the idea of like where you have fog on someone's mirror and that's where you leave them a message yeah 
the cutest, most childish thing. It's so great. It's very Rose, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, like from the very beginning, also Rose comes in, she's dressed really cool. Like she's wearing this like green, like patterned blazer, which is yeah. like boss lady, you know, type of deal. I, I really like it. Um, but yeah, from like the very, you know, beginning, you can see this sort of like Betty White has this ability to portray like an internal turmoil basically. And she, you know, like she lets them in on a little bit of it. Um, But I also think that really speaks to Rose's character too. Like she doesn't just say like, Oh, Holly, you know, like don't be nice to her or whatever. And she doesn't like prevent them from forming these relationships. But um, you know, I don't know when Holly comes in and they're all like, they all kind of like buy it except for Sophia. (laughs) And she's like, you know, she's smart and sexy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. I feel like, you, you know, do live with smart and sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Dorothy's descriptor is nice. It says she's yeah. attractive, witty, and great fun to be with, which are all true. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, I think what's interesting is, like, you're, you know, Rose is, is actually being amazing. She's not preventing them from having relationships with her. But right. she does specifically ask them, would you guys help me get through this? And they fucking right. don't. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. bullshit. She yeah. expl- she did everything she was supposed to be. She's putting up her own boundaries and she's being very explicit about her needs. And Rose, you're a fucking champion. I salute you for this episode. And I'm sorry that your roommates sucked at this point. Yeah, maybe they were tapped <laughs> out from Guggen Spritz or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but also, okay, so when Sophia's running around the house looking for Dreyfus, it's so funny. She's like, oh you know, my God. at the table or whatever. And we I agreed feel to a like- trial separation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, it's funny because audiences, uh, you know, watching Empty Nest or whatever, like, know Dreyfus. And they yes. know that he's, like, a big, very present dog. And it makes it just, like, so, it, like, the physical comedy of Sophia kind of, like, shuffle running around and, like, looking for this dog that, like, could never fit in these places. In the it's, small like, places, I know. It's so silly, you know? Like, I'm describing it. I'm like, oh, that sounds so stupid, but it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those moments that really works, even though it kind of takes it outside of the bounds of reality just a little bit. And it's so great. It reminds me of when she's at Disney World and trying to steal the clamshell phone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Totally. Similar, like, physical. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, like, the whole, like, Sophia agreeing to watch Stripe, it's it's funny because we, um, you know, we talk about when the roles reverse and it's, like, teenager versus parent. And this, you know, classic. Like, Sophia agrees to dox it. Dorothy knows that's going to be on her. Yes. And, you know, also, like, what's Harry Weston thinking? This dog is, like, I don't know, 250 pounds. I don't know. And Sophia is, like, 93. Like, how is she going to walk this dog? Oh, my God. Well, you know, technically, Dreyfus is a very well-behaved animal. Yes, he is. He really is. But also, I guess Rose turned him down because Holly's visiting. I have no idea. You think she would have used the excuse, you know, but. Yeah, you can't stay here. Dreyfus is staying. (laughs) Anything could have happened in three days. Yeah, true. <laughs> I wish they did. Um, the, yeah, the, I, like, so the whole, like, conversation of, like, listen to Blanche, don't listen to Blanche is amazing in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Um, and, like, Sophia making her I'm screwed face. It, it's, like, all of that, that whole conversation where everything sort of overlaps for a little bit is so great. But I think... I think what's so funny, so getting back to the Holly and and, um, Rose thing of, like, Dorothy and Blanche kind of should have known better with their fucked up families. Like, they each have 
some shit. Right. <laughs> Especially Blanche. I mean, Dorothy has it with Especially Gloria, Blanche. for sure. But, like, right. Blanche doesn't like any... I mean, she likes Clayton, I guess. But, like, she doesn't like either of her sisters. She's got, like, a super complicated relationship. Like, she talks about like, the rivalries between them. Like, she should get that even if she doesn't see it with Holly, like, it could exist between Holly and Rose. Yes. And, like understand what it would be like if your friends refused to listen to you about your toxic sister and like how many instances of holly leaving out rose can be accidental you know? know and like especially when you've already been told she kind of does this like yeah that part of them not noticing it is a little tough to buy but i guess like holly is you could see like holly being so charming yes. and so like oh, I guess I just forgot, you know, like, so, so um, nonchalant about how excluded Rose is. Um, You could, I guess you could see that sort of working for a little bit with those two. But Sophia really doesn't buy it, which I also think is interesting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that that's what's great. But yeah, the first thing comes to mind is Virginia. When Virginia visits Mm -hmm. and she's so sweet and everybody's like, what are you talking about? And even Blanche is like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is so not like her, you know? Um. But again, it just marks this um, this time before cell phones, right? Rose could have just whipped out her phone and sent a text. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so great. And like when Holly gives her the wrong directions, it's like, okay, you she's live visiting. here. I know, so. you live here. Exactly. It's so funny. <laughs> so back to the kitchen when, you know, Sophia is like you said, she doesn't, she doesn't really buy it. But like Rose is talking to her and she's like, I'm a poor immigrant with a third grade education. Give me two minutes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny. <laughs> it's an amazing line because obviously like the writing is great, but then the exasperation with which she delivers it. It's so amazing. Yeah. And you know, that whole message of like, if you're honest, every single second of every day is, you know, like sometimes you have to kind of bend or, you know, kind of curve to the truth. And it's so interesting to be having that conversation with Rose because Rose had such rigid ideas about morality and like Mm -hmm. black and white what's right and wrong and and you know I I feel like in another instance you might be like oh Rose is like a 55 60 year old woman like this cannot be the first time she's encountered this decision of whether or not she should you know kind of bends her her moral arc but you can kind of believe it here because she's so naive and she's so um you know, sort of, like, innocent in a way. Um, yeah. That I think it's a fun... And it's fun, because, you know, Sophia and Rose, um, there's not, like, a ton of interaction between those two, you know, apart from, like, bacon, lettuce, and potato, and all... Yeah. There's other things, but this... Of Sophia giving her the advice, especially when, like you said, Blanche and Dorothy have had demonstrated complications in the relationships with their siblings, right. is interesting. Absolutely. And I think what's also interesting about the Rose being naive here too, but she's like so caught up. Like you can see how flustered she is in the beginning just with Holly being there. So it's got to be like added pressure to even confuse your brain. And as we know, you know, confusing Rose's brain, not too hard, but like, very, you know, like she's just dealing with a lot. There's a lot going on that's not even spoken or seen when you have that pressure of the family member in your house, let alone cheating on your uh you know like cheating with your um roommate's boyfriend let alone like your other two roommates not really believing about her character like that's a lot to deal with so i do love that you know she sort of seeks sophia's counsel it's it's yeah and and deciding to let people find it out for themselves that holly sucks is also really interesting because like the way they find out is pretty uh you know big um 
And I don't know that Rose necessarily like expected that, but I think there has to be some confidence in the fact that like Holly will do something to make you see who she really is. If you're willing to, you know, and you know, that just, I think also speaks to like how terrible Holly must really be. Like she really sucks. Like if Rose is confident that in a couple weeks, they'll see her do something that I was going to say is a short period of time. Right. Like we'll reveal the true Holly, you know, that's pretty, um, that's pretty significant. Exactly. All right, so let's let's skip right ahead then. We'll we'll skip over uh, Mr. Five Hands for a minute and like <laughs> at the end, right? Like I fucking love this speech. Every time I see it, I love it more because it's so mature. It's so like dealing with your, you know, your siblings with, you know, whom you were children we you know, together. Like it's so hard to be like separate adults and not fall back into those traps yeah. of like what you were like when you were kids. But like hearkening back to our earlier conversation of like, you have to set boundaries and you don't actually have to be friends with your siblings as adults. Like where, where, you know, Holly just goes, do you want an apology? And Rose goes, I want an explanation. Yeah. I love that line. Cause it's just like, no, I don't need whatever. Like, but well, why, why are you acting like this? Like, there's no reason to, we're both adults. Like this is crazy. So it's so funny. Like, and then, you know, and then she goes in for the kill of, like, why do you always have to act like such a jackass? Like, and that's what's, I think, great about the Rose Holly situation in particular, because it's kind of puzzling. And the reason she gives, Holly gives, rather, for her acting like this is, like, she harkens back to childhood again. And, like, being like, oh, well, you know, I couldn't compete with my, my older sister. And, like, Rose is just like, no, not buying it. Like, and you have to grow up. Like, okay, fine. Like, you were jealous of me as a kid get therapy like yeah go get help (laughs) seriously though and i think that there are so many people in this world that don't actually grow past like when they actually officially become an adult and then that's it and they don't have any introspection or like do the work on themselves of just being like okay well you know maybe i had a toxic upbringing maybe my parents fucked up maybe i that you know i was there was really some traumatic shit to go on but like at a certain point, you can't just pay that forward and then be the shitty adult doing that to other people in your life. Like, you have to work on your own shit. And, like, it is sad that it comes from other people and it wasn't your fault. But at some point, it becomes your responsibility to at least make sure that you're not negatively affecting in, like, this ripple effect way other people in your adult life um, right. with that baggage. And it's, like, I just think it's so important that Rose delivers these lines so vehemently and most importantly leaves the door open for her and holly to actually reconnect if holly does the work right and she it's so great because she also is setting boundaries like i am not going to be your friend while you're like this correct and like to your point everybody's fucked up like everybody has stuff from like childhood or whatever like you know nobody's walking around like a totally um, 100% completed version of themselves. And I think that's also really important that Rose is like, doesn't buy it too. Like she doesn't let Holly get away with this. Like, Oh, I've been jealous of you since I was a kid. And it's like, you know, it's to go back to the, um, to uh, Trudy, the Trudy episode, like some things we did when we were kids are not necessarily appropriate when we're adults. And it's like, you can't, blame being a total dick on being jealous of your sister like, when you were a kid you right know? Oh, also like so you ridiculous. gotta know like intellectually like 
you know, sometimes you feel things as an adult that you know you can't really act on. And so, like, if she's still jealous of Rose, you know, like, that sucks and that's really sad. And, like, you're saying, like, she needs to work on that. But you can't behave in this way because you're jealous. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't it, – it, it, you know, it's not okay. And I, I love that Rose just doesn't let her get get away with it, which, you know, I think is um is like you said, like, it's super mature. It's a really, really yeah. good scene and a really, like – it's also crazy. Like you slept with Blanche's boyfriend. Yeah. Girl. Like just, how are you connecting this tenuously back to the fact that you were jealous of Rose? Right. Like get the fuck out of here. Right. It's uh, so weird. And that's where I think like Rose asking her why is yeah. so important. Right. Cause she's like, ask yourself why Holly, like you actually could have had a lovely little visit. You actually Blanche and Rose thought you were charming as hell. Yeah. Why did you have Blanche, to, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Blanche and Rose oh my god i'm tired um you know those other two yeah <laughs> not not your suspicious sister, exactly but... she hates you oh um, my god yeah, yeah it's great i also a lot to repair that that uh relationship but i hope yeah. holly takes a look at herself yeah rose she should hang out with lily lily's done a lot of work on herself yes um, exactly <laughs> i love also so much when blanche is like you know goes off in that two ships in the night she's like yeah but usually, yeah, usually i'm one, of the, one ships. of the ships oh my god oh what a great my line. god i know holy shit that was like basically the only other thing i had to say about the uh the mr five hands um yeah it's great it's great and like <laughs> the look she gives when she delivers that line <laughs> yeah it's nice because she's like not super upset which like also makes sense like this yes. guy's just some guy she's dating she doesn't care you know totally, um, totally. but she is just like shocked by the the gall of it which yes. you know understandably oh my god it's incredible <laughs> yeah but that's that's one of the all-time great lines and i'm happy that it comes from this sort of like just like a throwaway moment yeah <laughs> in this like serious bit but but yeah this is i mean this is a great episode and i i do love when we get to get like heavy with rose's family right you know the other heaviness we'll see is like talking about her adoptive father real right. father but, the monk. You know, exactly but <laughs> uh yeah it's it's really great this is a good one yeah yeah the only other thing i have is that um sophia just like going to the pet store and happening to find like a half saint bernard half golden retriever with the same like very sweet temperament as dreyfus is (laughs) i have some questions (laughs) yeah for real you're just like what is the pet population in miami my god it's just like readily available it's kind of incredible exactly at the very end when rose is able to like find the real dreyfus it's very cute but then you're like oh twist it's not even him like what totally oh my god maybe we'll swing by the pet shop Um, yeah and another quick reminder that there's an effort to get empty nest on hulu yes um you know by matt browning is kind of leading that charge so if you're if you're for that please go support it (laughs) yeah empty nest and nurses the whole the whole universe yeah we gotta get it let's get them all on there (laughs) awesome well we're only three episodes away from 100 episodes isn't that amazing wow that's crazy what are we gonna do we gotta do something to celebrate I, i guess so i don't know um you know I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah, think about it. <laughs> Maybe some perfect pizza with pizzazz because I'm yeah, still thinking about pizza. it from last week. <laughs> Maybe some champagne will feel a little. <laughs> exactly. And then we'll return it after we put salt in it and get the bottle for free. Dinner for yeah, free. Yeah, swill. Swill. <laughs> All right, team. Join us next time. We're going to discuss We Are the World, Sing Sing Prison, and lots and lots of hooters. <laughs> Take care. <laughs>